Little honeybees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop him black gang candy stripes. Look at him loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that I created to spotlight people of the state of Tennessee who produce, prepare, and preserve regional foods and agriculture. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. In the wake of the devastating tornadoes that have hit our state this past week, Today, we are setting the table with food to the rescue. We're going down to Nashville, Tennessee today to visit with the good people of the Nashville Food Project. As in other times when that city has found itself in the midst of an emergency, like the 2010 flood and the 2019 partial federal government shutdown, the Nashville Food Project responded. Their staff and vehicles have been on the ground this past week, sharing over 2,000 fresh made-from-scratch meals to emergency shelters and neighborhood recovery hubs in North Nashville, East Nashville, and Dolan, Tennessee. So we'll visit with them today and hear more about the good work that they do. I've also got news of several events that are coming up that are food and farm in focus that you might be interested in. And as part of his potluck radio series, Fred Sossman brings us a taste of turkey with a capital T from a new restaurant in East Tennessee. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it so much. In 2019, the Nashville Food Project had quite an impact on the community and their 58 community agency partners that they serve, providing 265,000 nourishing made-from-scratch meals, and these meals were made with over 14,000 pounds of fruits and vegetables grown in the Nashville Food Project production gardens. And also, they utilized 145,000 pounds of donated or recovered food. And that donated and recovered food was valued at approximately $407,000. Most of this work is provided on average of about 379 volunteers in the Nashville Food Project kitchens every month. A big component of the Nashville Food Project are the community production gardens. Now, these Gardens provide over 25,000 servings of organic fruits and vegetables for meal programs each year. And volunteers support all aspects of the growing, including turning the ground and planting seeds, weeding, and harvesting the fresh produce. These production gardens also serve as demonstration sites where volunteers, staff, and other visitors can share their knowledge about 
growing and cooking and enjoying food and building community. And they even partner with some schools in the area so kids can learn these skills and also help in the business of producing food to share with the community. And as mentioned, let's first hear from Terry Sloan. She's the Development Director for the Nashville Food Project. In a nutshell, tell me what this organization does. Yes, so I think what the Nashville Food Project does is we work towards what we call community food security, which is really just ideally um, making Nashville a place where everyone has access to the food that they want and need. And we do that in a number of ways, driven by our mission to grow, cook, and share nourishing food with two primary goals of cultivating community and alleviating hunger here in our city. What are some of the tentacles that this place reaches out into the community to make that happen? Yes. So I mentioned um, three verbs in our mission statement that grow, that cook, and that share. Everything that we do pivots away from those three words. Um, So grow, we are currently uh, growing in multiple garden sites throughout the city where we use all organic growing practices and no major equipment, all hand labor, volunteer labor. Um, We are growing food for our meals program that comes back into our kitchens, gets you you put in the meals and shared out in the community. And we're also offering community garden space for uh, families and individuals, primarily low income and or immigrant refugee families that want to grow their own food. So we provide them with the land and some basic resources and basic training so that they grow food and they take that home with them to feed their families. Um, And then also in our gardens, we're working with a a small number of farmers who all entered the United States as refugees from Bhutan and Burma. They have all been farmers. They're the large majority of their lives. And so we are empowering them and enabling them to grow food to sell. So they are growing food in our land and then selling it through market channels that we help support um, to earn supplemental income through the growing of their food. Um, That's out in our gardens, in our kitchens. Right now, um, we are operating two commercial kitchens here at our headquarters and just down the road at St. Luke's Community House, where we are preparing about 5,000 meals every single week. Um, These are really delicious, high-quality meals. We're making our own marinades and salad dressings, um, using all fresh produce, um, really to make sure that the food is really good, high-quality, it tastes good, it's good for you, and it's food that you and I would be proud to eat. Um, What's unique about our meals is the way that they go out into the community, um, in addition to the quality. the way that we share our meals out in the in the community is through a, a really collaborative model. Right now, we have 35 nonprofit partners all across the city of Nashville and a few outside of Davidson County um, that they are sharing our meals alongside their programs. So they may come to us and say, I've got this really great GED prep class for single moms, and we're going to provide child care on site so the kids are taken care of, but we know if we could provide a good hot dinner for the moms and their kids, the moms can know that their kids are taken care of. They can get full and not be distracted by being hungry and really focus on the tutoring and, and really uh, focus on getting ready to take that GED. 
Um, that's just one of our partners. That, that's a, a partner that we work with called Begin Anew. Um, but we have different partnerships all over the city of Nashville where we are providing meals alongside uh, sliding scale preschool programs, alongside uh, senior services, alongside job training and ESL classes, kind of whatever, whatever it is that our partners are doing that helps break a cycle of poverty in some way. We work to position our meals alongside that work so that, you know, collaboratively we can really kind of get at some of these root causes of poverty. Absolutely. And and for people that are listening that want to become involved or donate, how is it they get in touch with this place and find out more information? I would say the best place to start is our website, which is the NashvilleFoodProject.org. Um, they can go there and find links to volunteer and sign up for volunteer activities. We, we involve hundreds of volunteers every single month in our gardens and in our kitchens and out on our food trucks. Um, or they can find a link to donate. As a development director, I always say donate, donate, donate. Yes. Um, they can find a list of you know, pantry items that we like to host, have food drives for. Uh, for us, a food drive is a little bit different. We're not using a lot of canned foods, but we love an olive oil drive or a dried pasta drive because those are things that we, that we utilize a lot in our kitchens. Um, but really, yes, if you want to get involved or learn more, I would say go to our website. Um, there's lots of information about all of our programs. Since this is airing outside of, of the Nashville area, I'll also say we have had um, folks from different cities come and visit us and really kind of um, shadow our programs and learn a lot about our models with an interest in potentially taking some of what we're doing back to their own communities. Mm-hmm. Um, we welcome that opportunity to share our model, um, knowing that our model is not perfect for every city. It's what works for us here in Nashville. But if we can can help others in other communities learn a little bit about different things that they can do to address community food security, then we love we love to, to you know, entertain those and, and offer what guidance. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, and you've just heard from Terry Sloan, Development Director for the Nashville Food Project. I'm featuring the Nashville Food Project today on the program and the important services that they provide to the Nashville community. In the wake of the tornadoes that struck Nashville in Middle Tennessee this past first week of March, their staff and vehicles have been on the ground sharing over 2,000 fresh, made-from-scratch meals to emergency shelters and neighborhood recovery hubs in North Nashville, East Nashville, and Dolan, Tennessee. And they will be supporting their partners and local emergency management agencies to coordinate a sustained response effort through food long into the coming days and weeks as Nashville rebuilds. After a break from our sponsor, Century Harvest Farm Foundation in Greenback, Tennessee, we'll hear from chef director Bianca Morton and food writer author of the book Nashville Eats, and also marketing and events manager for the Nashville Food Project, Jennifer Justice. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table is brought to you in part by Century Harvest Farms and Century Harvest Farms Foundation in Greenback, Tennessee. A sustainable farm in East Tennessee producing 100% grass-fed beef and other wholesome farm products. Preservative-free grass-fed charcuterie, preserves, pickles, and jams. Also home to the community-serving, food-insecurity-fighting Century Harvest Farms 
Foundation and alwayscenturyharvest.org. And let's hear from Chef Director Bianca Morton of the Nashville Food Project. So I'm the Chef Director. I plan meals, um, menus, um, how to divvy up our sharing food, um, to which partners it might go to. I decide how to use the food that we recover. Um, which is a big job because it's basically like she's on chopped every single day. Boy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you never know what you're going to recover. I have no idea what we're going to recover. I have um, no idea when we're going to get it. Um, <laughs> we got like cucumbers the other day. Somebody called and a grocery store rejected the cucumbers. And I have to decide what I can use and what I can't use because I want to be a good steward. And I don't want to just take stuff because they're offering it. But I also don't want it to waste, and it just sit in the cooler, and I have to compost it. Yes. So with we, we got like you know several hundred pounds of cucumbers, <laughs> but they're individually packaged. They're the English cucumbers, so oh, they're man. they're nice. Yeah. So we're gonna we taking some. Um, I passed some on to our auxiliary kitchen at St. Luke's. Um, our distribution and um, procurement. He's going to be delivering some to the mission, to the um, little pantry that could. We gave some to Shade Tree, which is a group that they we give them like vegetable, fruit and vegetables and menus and recipes. And they kind of help people with nutrition. Cool. So, and then what we can't give away, we'll make pickles. Well, there you go. <laughs> Any kind of style of pickles we can use. And, <laughs> and we'll can some so we can get, get as much use as possible. And what we can't use then we compost, which we still end up using because the fertilizer goes out to the gardens. Yeah. So. And will you tell us real quick about, um, I know it's not a real quick story, but the asparagus, because I love that. When okay. <laughs> so a truck driver called, and he was like, hey, this grocery store rejected this asparagus. He was like, there's nothing wrong with it. It just fell off the pallet. So the grocery store did not want to pick up each box. Because they come in boxes, one like 10-pound boxes. They didn't want to pick them up and put them back on the pallet so they can just take their forklift and take it off. So they rejected the order. So he pulls up in a semi, and we've been waiting all day long for this. And by then, we were trying to get people to kind of hang around because we did not know what we were going to walk into. And this was my first time getting a large donation. And it was like maybe three or four people that hang around, including the lady that was at the front desk, Elizabeth. She was pregnant at the time. Oh. She was like, I'll help. And we were like, yeah, no, don't know what we're going to do. But she, it took about six of us. We ended up doing like a bowling relay train. Like, because it was all in the very back of the semi. And we got on there. And like, we had like two people in the back that was like rolling it towards the, the middle. <laughs> a relay person to help give that extra push down the rest <laughs> of it. We were, somebody was on the end to pick it up and then transfer it over into the back of our refrigerated truck. And we just did that. We actually, it was like 2,000 pounds of asparagus. Oh we had goodness. asparagus in everything. It was asparagus soups, salads, sides. We were blanching it and freezing it. We had asparagus. Yes. Oh, my God. We had stratas. We had asparagus went in everything. <laughs> Every single thing you can think of. And then what we couldn't do, we shared as much as possible first because they were beautiful. Yeah. It was only a few that got crushed, you know, that were in the... We were able to salvage every single last one. That's 
Wonderful. So we weren't expecting it. wasn't expecting it to be that big of a job. I mean, we were like sweating bullets <laughs> or whatever, trying to do that. We had like a physical workout. When we left and the next day, we all looked like we had just been seriously working out. But yeah, so we get those kind of instances and we have to figure out the best way to use it. I have to figure out what I can share. I'll change my menu for the week really fast. And then, um, yeah, because I'm getting chicken salad today. We have catering companies that have called and wanting to partner. And just as long as they follow certain guidelines, because I can reject stuff. And because of the kind of kitchen we're in, and I can't take food that's already been given to someone, and you just pack it back up. Mm-hmm. But if we ask certain questions, and if they pass the kind of questions that we're asking, we can use it, then yeah, I'll find a way. Whether or not it's um, just the meals that go out. Also save stuff for like food bags because we get several people that come by and they're just looking for an extra hand. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, now in your daily life, what do you wish people would give you more of here in this kitchen? Some hidden walls and storage. I see. Because right now we thought this was going to be great because it's like so much space, but we've gotten an influx of donations. Like, and as restaurants close, and it's, and it's sad that you know some long-standing restaurants are closing. But it's beneficial for us because we just got, like, a huge amount of paper supplies. Oh. I don't even have anywhere to put it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and th- that's the sort of thing. That way we could be better organized yes. and it can be easy to maintain because everyone that comes in these doors are volunteers. Uh-huh. And we want to make it as easy and as simple as for them as possible. Some of the staples, like olive oil. Olive oil. We never run short. I haven't had to order olive oil. Because we, you know, so olive oil is a big thing for us. Um, flowers, sugars, peanut butters, oats. Um, we love to make trail mix and gooey granola bars for our snacks that go out to kids. Yeah. Make it fun and healthy. And we also have lots of kids group that volunteer. So that's great projects for them to do. So um, paper supplies, oils, honeys, oh, yes. <laughs> vinegar and wines. We're starting to get special requests, too. So any kind of specialty stuff that might be gluten-free yes. or vegan, mm-hmm. we would love to have as well. Well, that is good to know. And, and again, your first and last name. Bianca Morton-Hughes. I'm the chef director here at TNFB. Thanks for sparing some time because that's something you don't have. <laughs> no, no, not much of Look, my cooks were looking at me like, are you going to warm my butter up or not? <laughs> I know it. This is the best chef job I've ever had. I've worked all over the city in um, commercial kitchens, but I've always been looking for a job that it had a mission attached to it, that it wasn't just words. It was actually a day of life. And here, I know that our cooking gives people hope. They give them life, love. It gives them every good feeling in the world. And I love having a job, a chef job, because I never wanted to stop being a chef. But I love having a chef job that I get to go in here every day and do that, and it doesn't feel like work. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, and you've just heard from Chef Director Bianca Morton of the Nashville Food Project. I'm featuring the Nashville Food Project today on the program and the important services that they provide to the Nashville community. Now, let's hear a little bit from Jennifer Justice. Jennifer is a well-known food writer, author of the book Nashville Eats, and also the marketing and events manager for the Nashville Food Project. I'll have a whole other podcast on Jennifer where we focus just on her wonderful book, Nashville Eats. Um, Over 40 
community partners right now, and one thing that we like to make sure that people know, I think a lot of times there's a misconception that maybe we do emergency food, which is necessary and important and, you know, great work, and there are people out there that are doing it really well, but what we do is what we call community food. So we deliver these meals to partner organizations, other nonprofits, and other types of groups that are already doing really good work to disrupt poverty. So we're taking care of the food piece for them and helping them create community around food. Um, so it might be like a gang prevention program or an after-school program for at-risk youth, or it might be for um, the elderly, or um, we <laughs> deliver food to a group of women who are, they're in a grieving group. They've lost um, uh, sons and daughters to gun violence. So um, veterans groups, lots of different types of groups that we, we take our food to. Yeah, so volunteers work in this area to prep, and then some of our more experienced volunteers do the actual cooking. But they're really just fantastic because it's it's mostly home cooks, you know, who are coming in here and like, you know, sharing their skills with us to make, you know, over five thousand meals a week are coming out of this kitchen or being delivered out of this kitchen. So it's it's a lot. That's wonderful. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, and you have just heard from Jennifer Justice, food writer, author of the book Nashville Eats, and also the marketing and events manager for the Nashville Food Project. Before that, we also heard from Bianca Morton, the chef director of the Nashville Food Project, and Terry Sloan, development director for the Nashville Food Project. And I'm featuring the Nashville Food Project today and the important services that they provide to the Nashville community, especially in the wake of the tornadoes that struck Nashville and Middle Tennessee this past first week of March. Their staff and their vehicles have been on the ground this past week, sharing over 2,000 fresh made-from-scratch meals to emergency shelters and neighborhood recovery hubs in North Nashville, East Nashville, and Dolan, Tennessee. And after listening to this segment, if you'd like to connect with them and help them out, I've put their link along with links to all of my other guests and mentioned events on my website and podcast notes at TennesseeFarmTable.com and more information directly, thenashvillefoodproject.org. And up next is part of his Potluck Radio series, Fred Sossman brings us the taste of turkey with a capital T from a new restaurant in East Tennessee. This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Sossman. An enterprising young Turkish couple has created one of the prettiest restaurants in the Tri-Cities area, located in downtown Johnson City, Tennessee. Bulent and Shengul Yaman serve flavorful eggplant dishes, kebabs, and rice like their mothers do back in Turkey. Bulent and Shengul call their new restaurant Red Meza. Meze means appetizer in Turkish. We have a lot of red appetizers in Turkey. Main dishes at Red Meza are often centered around kebabs. I think everybody knows us as a kebab 
you know, in Turkey, when you go there, you eat kebabs all the time. Yeah, we the... have so many different kebabs. And those kebabs are always served over rice at Red Meza. We do white rice, which is, I use basmati rice here, and a lot of people likes our rice. Uh, what kind of rice is this? I said, like, the rice is basmati, but the way we cook it is the Turkish style. Like, we put orzo in our rice, yeah. and then we cook it with the butter. I learned from my mother, so... So she put orzo in <laughs> yeah. there? Yeah. She put orzo. And some cookings, you know, even though you're from Turkey, the, her mom cooks it different than my mom. Yeah. You know, like, everybody has their own style. You have gyro here, right? Yes. Is that how you say gyro? I say gyro. Actually, uh, it's a, we, in Turkey we call it döner. Döner means rotation. But in United States, everybody knows as a gyro. I go with gyro, and I'm not a Greek, so I'm... We pronounce it like East Tennessee accent, gyro. <laughs> but some say that gyro, gyro, hero. For Potluck Radio at Red Meza in downtown Johnson City, Tennessee, I'm Fred Sausman. This is Christian Morris, Director of Culinary Operations and Foundation Executive Chef at Century Harvest Farms Foundation and an artist and knife maker, and you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. And here are a couple of events that I thought you might find interesting that are food and farming related. Create Appalachia in Northeast Tennessee presents a series of three food styling events, April 4th, 5th, and 6th in Johnson City, Tennessee. These events are led by Fred and Elliot Photography from Richmond, Virginia, and there are three different events offered in this series. These require pre-registration and the purchase of a ticket for each participant. The mission of Create Appalachia is this, to integrate arts and business for the benefit of our region. Create Appalachia's goal is to make the Appalachian Highlands a better place to live and work through innovation and entrepreneurship centered around the arts. They work to support an environment that will generate new businesses that provide jobs in the arts and encourage graduates from colleges and universities to stay in our community. They want to help grow a strong 21st century creative industry in Northeast Tennessee. More information, createappalachia.org. On Tuesday, April 14th at 7 p.m. in the Sharon Lawson Room at the Blount County Public Library, Rachel McCroskey and Daniel Hughes are back by popular demand to present their educational program on starting and saving seeds. And they'll also share about the experience of starting and working their own farm, the Four Daughters Farm, located in Wallen, Tennessee. There is no registration for this event. Everyone is invited and there is no admission charge. And of course, I've put links to both of these events on my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee, for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song, for updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording. Connect with Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week, 
and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.